Network presents Football Time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Football Time Show. Week four is in the books, and I think week four decided no one is good in college football, other than maybe Alabama, who remains uh, good. There might be some okay teams. I think there are a lot of really bad teams after uh, what we saw in week four. Are you ready to get into our recap of the games of the week in week four? dynamite yeah it's a lot of craziness uh but i think that's what i love about football is uh you never know what's going to happen week to week in, in college football so uh yeah let's get into you it. certainly don't know what was going to happen this week because it was a wild week let's start out on friday night wake forest went into virginia and continued their win streak against virginia this makes five straight uh overall versus uh the virginia cavaliers for wake forest uh wake forest really sort of dominated this game uh from start to finish yep. and this one uh bullied them up front was able to run the ball non-stop and then hartman got going play action pass uh the virginia passing game continued to look good but uh Lot, a couple more injuries on the defensive line for Virginia. Uh, I'm not sure if they were not throwing out uh, fraternity uh, students out there along the defensive line in the second half. Uh, but overall, Wake Forest, really uh, great start to the season for them. Yeah, I was really big on this Virginia team after the first couple of weeks, and they've uh, kind of let me down. Uh, their defense just isn't there. But really, you know, really impressed by Wake Forest. What's not to love? They, you know, they got good defense, good offense, well-rounded offense. Uh, they could really make a run in this ACC and and make make their shot for the the conference title. Yeah, definitely so. I, I was going to get into a little bit of my rant here. I was driving into work from ESPN. You know, uh, one of their pundits came in and was like, "The ACC is done. Uh, nobody in the playoff for them." And I just wanted to be like, "Well, Wake's undefeated. Boston College is undefeated. Uh, if Wake or Boston College go undefeated and win the ACC championship game, yeah. are they not allowed to be in the playoff because?" Nobody knows who the hell Wake Forest is. I just, it, you know, it confuses me. Yes, Clemson sucks. We'll get into that. Yes, Miami sucks. They did not suck this week for once. Uh, Florida State sucks. Yes, you know, North Carolina sucks. Yes. So, you know, the big time teams are not very good, but wait, right now Wake Forest is playing as well as anybody in football. So, yeah. you know, why can't, if they go undefeated, work their way into the playoffs? Isn't, aren't they in the ACC conference too? Wouldn't them going undefeated be the exact same as Clemson going undefeated? Yeah. It just sort of confuses me What's, how we it, just look down upon because it's Wake Forest. Well, it's not like the past few years that Clemson's had a great schedule. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they, they've gone because they were undefeated and they were Clemson and they were in the ACC. But, I mean, Wake Forest, if they go undefeated now, it's still a long ways off from that. Yeah. But I think they would be have just as much right as an undefeated Clemson would be. Yeah, I think that was already my concern, ESPN's maneuvering it. So, you know, one loss, Ohio State, uh, you know, a one loss, you know, Notre Dame or UCLA get in there over, a, say, an undefeated Wake Forest. This is not to say I think Wake Forest is going undefeated, nor do I think BC is probably going undefeated. Uh, but I just, it annoys me when we're like, oh, the ACC's done, no champion there. And I'm just like, well, Wake's undefeated. They played as well as anybody. Yeah. I think just because it's a tiny little school uh, doesn't mean we don't uh, give them a little bit of credit if they go undefeated. This is sort of why college basketball is a little more, you know, fair. If Wake Forest went 28 and six, they'd get a two seed. They have their shot at the uh, championship. I'm not sure already if we are going to get Wake if they go undefeated in there, but uh, a good win for yeah. Virginia on this one. Uh, next up, you called it. And uh, if West Virginia could learn how to close out games, uh, they'd probably have a yeah. win here. But uh, sadly, they are unable to close out games. I think that's a theme for a lot of these teams. Uh, teams are winners and find ways to win games. And teams are losers and find ways to lose games. West Virginia had every chance of winning this game. Oklahoma was terrible. Yet, uh, they managed to get a drive down there at the end. Uh, 
I, I don't even know really how to grasp this game. Both offenses didn't do much of anything overall, uh, but Oklahoma made a drive one 16, 13 in this one. What'd you make of this game? Yeah. I, you know, I had West Virginia plus the 18 and a half. Uh, that was never really in doubt in this game, but uh, I had him in an upset special parlay where, you know, I thought I had a chance there for a little while. West Virginia, you know, they were, they were doing enough to keep this game close and, and in the lead, but they just couldn't quite put Oklahoma away. And I think that's, you know, kind of where Oklahoma's even in the games they've struggled, they've kind of been there. They haven't really gotten buried too far behind yet. And I just, I don't know if, if, how many more opportunities Oklahoma is going to get and come out unscathed? Yeah, that would be my number one question. The number two question is um, how long is Oklahoma sticking with Rattler here? I, I think uh, we've gotten a season and change here to look at him. This Oklahoma offense has not been the well, Oklahoma offense we've seen in the past. And as always, sitting behind Spencer Rattler is a number one uh, recruit, as is. So, uh, what do you make of this? Do you think maybe we start to see a little bit more of a backup quarterback uh, coming in here? I, I don't know if you do anything until I, I don't know. I guess you, you hate to wait till a loss to do something, yes. but um, I, I just, I don't know. I guess, you know, you bring Rattler's gotten worse. Yes. That's what <laughs> I mean. This, uh, like well, he, he was better last year than he's been in any game this year. Uh, but I just, you know, you've got an unknown behind them. Do you, do you, you know, do you take out a guy who was supposedly one of the number one Heisman candidates going into the year? Uh, well, for Kirk an unknown street, uh, I still think thinks he's a Heisman candidate because he was shortening, certainly tooting his horn in this game about his poise in the last drive. I wanted to be like, what about the preceding 20 drives where he was awful? Uh, so I don't know. I, it just seems like this offense was rolling for, you know, six years worth of quarterbacks and Mayfield, uh, you know, Murray hurts. And then all of a sudden Rattler gets in there and it's not rolling quite as much. It's uneven. Uh, I, I mean, to think of this West Virginia, Oklahoma game, probably two, three years ago, this thing was played in the fifties and sixties. Yeah. And, you know, right now it's, these two teams were lucky to get to 16, 13. Yeah. If the two quarterbacks hadn't turned the ball over, I'm not sure anybody would have scored in the game. So uh, it, it's just, I wonder how long Lincoln Riley, you know, sits on this before, you know, he pulls him. I, I think there's some other quarterbacks we'll talk about. I wonder how long they'll stick around. Now, you know, the new thing is probably the second you bench Spencer Rattler, he decides he wants to go in the uh, transfer portal and leaves. I don't know if necessarily that's a bad thing. Uh, I do look forward to that at some point occurring and some other team gets to hype him up and then be disappointed. Uh, but overall, Oklahoma continues to wear a Cinderella slipper, 4-0. Uh, I don't know if they remain that way all season long. But Still got a lot of tough games ahead. <laughs> yes, they do. All right. Speaking of, uh, this was one of my favorite games of the weekend. Uh, Arkansas plays Texas A&M in the Cowboys Stadium, dominates this game. I, yeah. I question whether they can dominate up front. They dominated up front on both sides of the ball. Yeah. On the defensive side of the ball, the line was all over. Uh, Texas A&M's quarterback on the offensive side of the ball. Um passing game wasn't right there but they hit enough big plays and they just you know carved out a, a niche to run the ball and really control texas a&m uh I, I can't say enough about this arkansas team really really looks like a good football team here yeah i'm i'm really excited i thought uh uh they they came out with a game plan executed really well i was actually impressed to see some of the throws jefferson made uh you know people doubt his ability to throw and he did enough uh, to keep this offense uh, score moving and, and get a big score and, and put them up. And then that big defensive turnover that led to that field goal to get them a double-digit lead uh, there in the fourth quarter, that was huge. Uh, once they got that, that game was over. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, you mentioned uh, Jefferson. He, he doesn't seem to be like your precise quarterback, but he does enough. And when those uh, defensive backs and safeties yeah. cheat up and go to that box, they hit that play-action pass, and he seems to be able to hit those passes and uh, hit enough big plays to where, you know, you can't necessarily always cheat yep. up on them. And, and then those guys up front just uh, maul you to death. But uh, Arkansas, really, really impressive so far. Uh, a &M, kinda, 
Another big game coming up uh, this week. No breaks for, for Arkansas, but uh, I wanted to get into AM a little bit. This is their second sort of, uh, I'd yeah. say, dud game in a row. Do we overrate AM coming in, or do you think it's, you know, Colorado game you wipe off because the quarterback was out? This game, you just wipe off that Arkansas looked like the better football team here. Yeah, uh, AM's going to have to to bounce back really quick. Uh, they got Mississippi State, I believe, this coming up week. Uh, but uh, I think it's it's not the end of the year for AM. I think uh, they're still a good team. This could be just a really good Arkansas team yes, that they yes. lost to. Uh, and I, I think it is a really good Arkansas team. Now, uh, we'll see what they can do through this SEC, the rest of their SEC schedule. Uh, but they're going to have to find some more offense. They found it against the nobody teams, but they need that offense needs to show up against good teams. Yeah, uh, I think their hopes of beating Alabama. Probably. <laughs> I, I don't know if AM is going to be able to put the points on the board for that one. So, uh, anyway, AM, a little bit disappointing, but I, I think overall just impressed with Arkansas football. We'll see if they can uh, rev back up and do it again. Uh, a team not to be impressed by, uh, really, either side, because uh, NC State certainly tried to give this game. They tried away. to lose it <laughs> <laughs> numerous times. Uh, but uh, Clemson's offense uh, continues to be just. Uh, Awful. They can't run the ball. Yeah. Uh, their running back was not the savior, sadly enough. Uh, DJ became their leading rusher in this one. That's never a good thing. And at quarterback, he just continues to struggle. I yeah. don't know if Dr. Pepper wants their money back now or they're going to tax him on it later uh, because uh, we spoke about Spencer Rattler. How long do you think Clemson sticks around with what he's producing on offense? He was just brutally terrible. I don't know why he dropped off so bad from what we saw last year, yeah. but it's, he's just a bad quarterback right now. And the Clemson offense is a bad offense right now. Yeah. They only managed to get 14 points in regular time. Um, so, and, and NC state and all honestly should have won this. Uh, I think their kicker missed three, three field kicks, goals, including the last including, one, which was about 32 yards. Yeah. So uh, Clemson had, many opportunities to take this one and win it in which in years past they probably would have uh but just didn't have the the leaders or the talent to to take over and put this game away uh but yeah you know got to give nc state the credit their defense played solid but i mean clemson hasn't really been putting up three touchdowns against anybody <laughs> no. this year I, I think this was a, i think south carolina state they managed yeah touchdowns. uh but they're they're in some trouble uh, going into the rest of this ACC schedule if they can't put points on the board. I mean, it's one thing to have a great defense, but if you can't put points on the board, you're not going to beat a lot of teams. Yeah, um, I I don't think this is the first time we're going to talk about Clemson losing no. games uh, uh, this year. Uh, well, especially since Clemson's been playoff or bust yes. for the you know the past what six to eight years yeah. now. So. so unless a miracle happens, I think Clemson's going to lose numerous games. The fact that they're still ranked uh, is possibly the most disturbing thing I transfer think. portal watch. Yeah, I think so. It's, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. I I'm also curious uh, about Dabo Sweeney, if he goes more the Saban route and sticks around or he goes the urban Meyer route. And once uh, things start to fall on a sinking ship, uh, he pulls the trigger and uh, manages to go somewhere else and uh, reset that. So uh, this is probably the first real test Dabo's had where a team is really, really bad on his watch. So uh, we'll see what that does. Curious of what your thoughts on NC State are. Uh, got handled by Mississippi State. Uh, they did win this game. I didn't think they looked overall all no. that impressive. I guess defensively, you could say they looked uh, solid. Uh, they put up some yards on offense, but they just seem, you know, I, I mentioned it about, you know, West Virginia. They seem to be one of those teams who can play teams close. Yeah. And then they find a way to lose it in the end. Yeah. I think the NC State team's going to end up having probably four or five losses. Uh, they just, they don't look, you know, I thought they would step up a little bit more over previous NC State teams. I think they're going to be right on the money of where, where they usually are about, you know, seven, eight wins on yeah. the year. They get their big upset. And yeah. then they'll probably have a letdown and and some and lose somebody they're not supposed to. Uh, they may prove me wrong, but I, I I don't think so. I think this is the same NC State we've seen for many years. Yeah, I think 
you got a good read on that. I think, you know, we might see another upset. Maybe they can beat a Miami. Maybe they can beat a Wake Forest or a Boston College. Uh, but then they probably lose to a Duke or a Georgia Tech yeah. or a Virginia Tech. Syracuse. You know, Syracuse. Yeah. Uh, so nothing would shock me on that, that side of things. But uh, I, I guess you sort of got to put them a little bit in ACC contender status just because – I think everybody right now in the ACC is yeah, who knows? contender status. <laughs> uh, so uh, it should be an interesting year once our conference yeah. play really gets started in the uh, ACC. All right, uh, next up, uh, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, 41-13. This score is a little bit uh, yeah. more lopsided than the game sort of was. Uh, but I did think overall uh, Notre Dame was a better team pretty much all day long. They just uh, – uh, Wisconsin uh, gave them, I don't know, three, four turnovers in that fourth quarter. I don't remember. There were a lot of interceptions in that fourth quarter that really stretched this along. But I, I think once uh, Notre Dame hit that touchdown right at the start of the fourth, maybe the end of the third, and it got to like 21-13, I, I thought this was pretty Yeah, that was in the fourth quarter. This thing was tied going into the fourth uh at 10 10. And this was a really good game. And, you know, Cone was out. Yeah. It wasn't looking that, you know, we were wondering if Notre Dame can hang on and then just the turnovers started to come and Notre Dame's defense really stepped up. Uh, probably uh, one of the best defenses in the country from what I've seen. Uh, and uh, we'll see if Cone comes back next week. I don't think his injury was too serious. I don't think it was that um, serious. So if, if he can come back and – And they've been splitting uh, quarterbacks. So the yeah. other guy, while I don't think is as good. At well, least, he came in and yeah. he played really well. At least experience so, enough where I don't think the drop-off would be uh, something uh, too tragic if Cone can't make his way This back. is, you know, probably the toughest uh, – one of the toughest opponents Notre Dame's played this year, and it was actually the best they performed yeah. all year, I thought, because uh, Notre Dame's looked really sloppy in some games. But uh, but defense has really been carrying them. If they can get a little bit more production from their offense, this this could be a playoff team. Yeah, this is interesting because I think Notre Dame is sort of growing into this season. I mentioned last yeah. week versus Purdue. I thought that was the best they played. Then they played better this week. Uh, so they might have sort of uh, had those two leaky games to start, found a way to win, got a little bit better in that Purdue game, got a little bit better in this Wisconsin game. And, uh, you know, they still have a pretty tough schedule with a lot of teams on it who yeah. at least have some name value. That big game is next week. Yes. Uh, and then we'll see if they keep growing. Uh, the cone injury probably has a little bit of a factor. Uh, I'm wondering if Wisconsin wants to make a trade and bring cone back. Uh, I know I think I'm trying to bench every quarterback so far we talked about, but uh, – uh, how long does Wisconsin stick with Mertz here? Uh, he had those two really great games to start last year, and since then he has been just brutal. And well, it depends on – I mean, that, what, he had two pick sixes in the last five minutes of that game. <laughs> well, uh, maybe don't have those. Well, I mean, at that point the game was already, you know, done, and he's just trying uh, to make, make something happen. I don't know how much you, you put that against him there. Uh, but – I think Wisconsin really their best bet is to play Wisconsin football and run the ball. And they haven't been as good at that this year as they are in years past. Um, but you know, they've got another game. They're going to have to bounce back up. Yeah, they got Michigan coming to their place. Yes. This and weekend. they've owned Michigan. So I think that will pretty much, uh, if they can't even get that one, I think we're, you know, really down Wisconsin here in that yeah. one. Uh, we'll see if Mertz can get a little bit better. I, I thought he would be a lot better. At the yes. There. That's what I just, it, it, there's a lot of turnovers there. There are some really nice passes. I will say he has a good arm, but uh, it, it's sloppy. It's like Jameis Winston sloppy, except he's not quite as good as Jameis Winston uh, to make up for such sloppy plays. So uh, interesting uh, how they will bounce back. Uh, we'll go to uh, Iowa, Colorado State here. Uh, Colorado State all of a sudden uh, looks like an almost decent team. Goes into Toledo, wins that one. Uh, plays Iowa pretty tough. Uh, I don't know how much you really sort of uh, change your opinion here because I, I think we've said Iowa's offense has been poor us all year yeah. long. They're winning because their defense is here, but uh, I think this was a little bit closer of a game than people thought. Yeah, I've, I'm wondering how much Iowa actually game planned for this one. I thought they just expected to come out and roll over Colorado State pretty easily. Got a little bit behind, but they came back in the second half, dominated the second half, took care of business. Yeah, definitely. So uh, Colorado State uh, – do you think they can sort of turn this around? They haven't played a conference schedule yet. Uh, 
they seem to have gotten much, much better from the first two games of death, uh, where they lost to South Dakota State and then lost to Vandy, who, uh, if anyone watched uh, the Vandy play this uh, weekend, I'm not sure they could have beaten a middle school team. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if we're going to talk about that much, but uh, Georgia almost outscored Vandy by uh, more than the yards Vanderbilt yeah. scored uh, or, or gained in that game. Uh, yes. Vandy scored like seven or got 70-something yards. Yes. Scored 62 <laughs> points. So Yes. Uh, so that was a bad one. Next up, uh, Iowa State. Uh, they did not turn around early. Went into Baylor. Uh, they gained a lot of yards, did not score a lot of points. Uh, Purdy, once again, had a couple turnovers there that really sort of cost them. Uh, Baylor, 4-0, 2-0 in conference right now. Um, I'm a little bit impressed with how they've started the season, but uh, Iowa State's probably the thing here. Uh, just not a good year for them, right? Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm fully bought into Baylor just yet. Uh, I think this is more of a reflection of Iowa State and just how much they've dropped off from last year. And, uh, you know, I heard some people talk on the radio this morning, you know, should Matt Campbell have taken a job last year? Because <laughs> uh, I don't know how much of a uh, people are going to be after him after this season because this may not – this is probably not the last loss Iowa State's going to have this year. But I'll tell you what, you know, I think they outgained Baylor by a few hundred yards. And how often do you see a, a team lose that has a running back rush for almost 200 yes. yards and two touchdowns and they still lose the game. Um, so, but Baylor's defense made some big plays and key moments and, and turnovers are generally what decides the game. And that's what did Iowa state in. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I think I'm just curious what Baylor is. Uh, you know, I, I think I, I've gotten burned by them two weeks in a row here. I, I thought they'd go up to Kansas and struggle. They didn't really struggle in that one, put points on them. Uh, then I thought Iowa State sort of found their rhythm versus UNLV. Uh, and then UNLV played good over the weekend after Iowa State had killed them. And then Iowa State played like crap this week. So uh, just uh, disappointing in Iowa State. Uh, I thought they'd sort of get their Big 12 run off to a better start. But uh, interesting to see where this Baylor team uh, really sits, uh, you know, they'll have a little bit tougher competition, but uh, I don't think coming into the season, we thought they'd win this Iowa State game. No, so no. Uh, interesting to see where they go. I, I did like the unis uh, for Baylor uh, and the uh, all bright yellow uh, this week. So uh, next up, Rutgers, Michigan. I think this was the entertaining fest we thought it would be. Uh, Michigan did not score any points in the second half, uh, managed to get 20 in the first half and uh, hold off Rutgers. But uh I'd say good win by Michigan because they sort of did what this game sort of played out exactly how I think both you and I thought it would. Yeah. Just a tight defensive game with not much scoring. Uh, Rutgers couldn't uh, find a way to make a last drive, but uh, I'd say a pretty solid win for Michigan. It didn't take four overtimes this time. Yeah, yeah. They got the win against uh, what has been this year a solid Rutgers team. Uh, this mm -hmm. was their first loss on the year. Uh, I had Rutgers plus 18 and a half. I didn't pick it on our show. Couldn't quite. Uh, get it but got a got a w there and just this is a different michigan team than i think we're used to seeing in the past years they're just so run heavy uh, and we'll, we'll see how that offense goes uh moving through this rest of this big 10 schedule uh like we said another big game this wisconsin uh might might take the under there. I don't, I don't know what that line is at, but if it's under 40. <laughs> well, it might be under 40 after watching uh, this thing. So, and watching the two quarterbacks play uh, for the uh, you know teams. You know, we say that and Mertz will come out yes, and throw for like yeah, six touchdowns. Finally have a six touchdown with no interception game. But uh, I, I mean, uh, big ups to Michigan, found a way to win. It, it's not pretty right now, but I, I think, that's okay. They went in with their defense, went yeah. in with their running game, and sort of uh, not having to have the quarterback uh, sort of control the game and determine how they win or lose. It, it's a little bit like Arkansas, where, you know, the quarterback needs to make a couple throws here and there, doesn't need to win them the game, just don't lose them the game and put them in bad positions. Yeah. And uh, this guy has not done that so far. All right. Uh, next up. Speaking of teams who find ways to lose games and teams who find ways to win game, I think that pretty much summed up this game perfectly. Uh, I, I didn't see a lot of difference talent-wise on the field on this one, but uh, Michigan State got a punt return for a touchdown to tie this up, then one in overtime. Uh, Nebraska couldn't make a drive uh, down the stretch to win this, but uh, Michigan State stays undefeated. Impressed with Michigan State or sort of uh, a sloppy for no team that uh, is finding its way into the season. Uh, <laughs> somebody, this is one of my losses. I had Michigan State minus five and a half. I thought they would come out and perform a little bit better today or, or in this game. But 
you know, you could swap the uniforms on these teams and they would both be, you know, one could play as Michigan State, the other could yes. play as Nebraska. There, there was a very similar, uh, similar type of teams there. And just, you know, like you said, the winners find ways to win when it comes down to crunch time. Uh, but Nebraska has been challenging a lot of teams. They've been looking a lot better than I thought they would this year. Uh, we'll see Michigan State's got through some tough games. You know, they got that big road win in yeah. Miami. But I don't know if they're going to have what it takes to beat the bigger bigger teams in the Big Ten. Well, that, that I think you mentioned that, that Miami game was 17-14, you know, with about 10 minutes left in that fourth quarter. Miami's driving, throws a pick. Uh, you know, Michigan gets points off that. Miami does a ball again, throws another pick. Michigan does that. Game over. Yeah. Uh, this one's very similar. Nebraska, you know, sort of controlled this game. They stupidly punted to the one guy who can hurt them. Guy who has a punt return, tie game, try to make a drive. They can't make a drive. And then overtime, you know, in college is just random. Martinez throws a pick, you know, Michigan State kicks a field goal. Uh, game over in that one. I, I thought you were going to get the win there in overtime because they drove down to the two and they're like, ah, he's going to sneak one in there. And then they decided to kick the field goal. Uh, Gambling, always fun. I still had a pretty good week. (laughs) You did have a good week, but uh, that one would have been a nice one to get. uh, Yeah. Sneak in there as, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, it's just, you know, Nebraska found a way to lose this game. Michigan state, which it's done all season long, found a way to win it. Uh, We'll see if they continue to find ways to win this game. I I think this team is record looks a little bit shinier than what the team actually is. Uh, But that's something Mel Tucker has done for a long time. So, you know, uh, it, it, as long as they probably don't come up, up against Alabama or Ohio State of such, they're probably pretty good in the Big Ten wise. So uh, be interesting to see if they can uh, continue uh, this streak. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, really weird, um, North Carolina, they either score 70 or don't score really any points at all and get waxed by uh, teams that uh, I, I don't think any of us uh, thought too highly of. Uh, Georgia Tech scored 45 on North Carolina. North Carolina um, managed 22, and I, I think that was being kind because yeah. uh, they didn't do anything the first half and were not much better in the second half till the very end of that game. Uh, I don't even know how to assess this. Georgia Tech just owned them, and North Carolina was terrible. Yeah, I, you know, just when I thought North Carolina had it figured out, yeah, I, 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 I took them minus good thing 12 you and didn't a half. Take them to win the ACC conference. Yeah, uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, I, I, I really thought they had things figured out offensively, but they just, you know, they scored twenty two, you know, but that last one was just junk there at the yeah. end, and and George Tech really dominated this game after the after North Carolina got up seven nothing, uh, they couldn't answer back uh, to George Tech, but. Really impressed by Georgia Tech, oddly enough. You know, they just may be pretty good. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't expect 45 points after all. I'd like scoring. my win total number back uh, for that Northern Illinois game. Can we replay that in, <laughs> in week six instead of week one? Because I think Georgia Tech is actually good, and I, I'm still puzzled how they lost a game to Northern Illinois at home. Uh, you know, still couldn't go to get enough points to beat Clemson last week, but, but uh, they were right there on the goal line to win that game. So. But just dominated this North Carolina yeah. team, and we'll see if North Carolina manages to stay on the rails or if they're just going to completely lose this season. Well, I think that's the thing. I think if you put like blanks over the two teams and you said who is the better team, and you watch this game, you'd be like Georgia Tech, much better team because they just dominated offensively, defensively. Yeah. Uh, on you know everything you can dominate somebody on Georgia Tech dominated this game it wasn't even like a you know a little fluky turnover here get a play here no uh, Georgia Tech just owned this game so uh North Carolina uh you try to figure them out the rest of the year they might be going in the uh, black book of do not uh, gamble on this team for or against uh because they might score 70 or they might score 20 and give up 50 so uh no telling what you're getting from North Carolina. And this one, I, I thought this was the most impressive game uh, for UCLA I, I've seen uh, to bounce back, go into Stanford after that tough Fresno loss and uh, to go in there really sort of dominate this game. I, I thought that was really, really impressive by UCLA. I think I'm more impressed with this win yeah. than the LSU win uh, in week uh, one or two for them. Yeah. And really they were, in control of this game uh, going into halftime uh, and 
but ended up putting it away in the fourth quarter. I had the over in this, barely got that. I yeah. think I got it by half a point uh, or a point and a half, something like that. It was close. Uh, started turning. The fourth quarter was really when it started getting to what I thought it would be. It was more back and forth game, but actually UCLA was really controlling the pace of this game from the get-go in a hostile road environment. So good bounce back win for uh, Chip Kelly and UCLA. Yeah, I, I thought that was just probably the most impressive I've seen from them. That leads me to believe that this is actually a contender in the Pac-12 and maybe even a playoff team. You know, I know they have that loss to Fresno, but Fresno's a good football team. You know, I, I don't, you know, hold that against them. They could have just as easily have won that Fresno game. Uh, those two teams were going back and forth that yeah. whole fourth quarter. So uh, we'll see how UCLA goes. Really impressed by uh, going into Stanford and getting that win off a tough loss the week before in Fresno. So a uh, good win by UCLA. Next up, uh, Kansas State let us down a little bit here. Uh, but uh, I think uh, Oklahoma State is in the uh, Michigan State category of 4-0. They find ways to win. I, I will say their offense is starting to look a little better each week. I, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, say it's great. It seems to play well for sections yeah. <laughs> than uh, full games. But uh, really, uh, I, I think the biggest thing here was, you know, Kansas State fumbled a ball in the end zone going in for a score. And they fumbled a ball on their own side of the field that led to a scoop and score. That's pretty much a 28-point swing there. And uh, Oklahoma State ended up winning 31-20. Uh, what'd you make of this one? Yeah, uh, I was. I thought Kansas State was going to win this game. I thought they were the better team. We were kind of giving people crap because people weren't giving Kansas State enough credit for what they'd done on the year. Uh, but just turnovers. Yep. Killed them. Uh, you know. Can't preach that enough, you know, turnovers determine games uh, for the most part, and they just, and especially in bad situations. Well, that's, uh, it's not and, just like turnovers, like middle of the field, you Yeah, know, I mean, turnovers, you, it's turnovers that cost you a touchdown, it's turnovers that give them a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, those are just killers, and they're really spread killers as well. Now, they tried to claw their way back into this, but it was just too big of a hole, Yeah, and uh, they couldn't get quite back into it, and Oklahoma State was doing enough offensively. I still don't know if they've got enough on the offensive side to, yeah. to, to I will say this, like if they get up like they did, yeah. I think it's a very, very difficult team to sort of come back on because they can uh, run the ball enough. They seem to yeah. have found that running game and their defense. Actually, I will give that credit. Their defense is a pretty solid defense, especially for a big 12 defense. Yeah. Uh, they're really pretty good. So if they get up like they did and Kansas state hands them points, uh, then they, you know, are difficult to come back on, you know, Boise state found out that week before now, you know, a little <laughs> officiating uh, stuff <laughs> went down with that one as well. Uh, but anyway, they've seen to, if they can get up, it's not always pretty. They can hold on and uh, find ways uh, to win in that one. All right. Uh, next up LSU Mississippi state. This was really a pretty good game. Uh, Mississippi state had all the yards. Uh, LSU found ways to win. This was probably uh, the most impressive performance I've seen LSU have in a really, really long time. Uh, tough to go into Mississippi state and win. They went in there, handled that pretty well. I will say the defense gave up a lot of yards, but uh, I think that's becoming Mississippi State's thing. They seem to rack up a lot of yards. Can't seem to rack up enough points here. Well, you know, I was watching this game, and I can tell LSU pretty much studied nothing but game <laughs> film from last year's yes. game uh, because they were they were coming up. They weren't giving up those dink and dunk passes like they normally do. Now they still gave up a lot of yardage, but, you know, that's all Mississippi State does is throw the ball. They don't run the ball at all. And uh, – I thought LSU probably won this more than the score indicates. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State came back there towards the end, but LSU had this in control uh, for the you know three quarters of the game and had enough to hold on. Um, so good win uh, in a you know bad hard road environment. There was a lot of cowbells going on and stuff. So uh, we'll see if LSU can keep keep it going. Yeah, definitely. I like I said, I, I thought this was probably the most impressive LSU performance I'd seen in probably a year and a half. They controlled this game. This is the first time I've really seen them uh, control a game, both offensively and defensively. Can they keep it up? I don't know, but this was a good start and we'll see how they push forward in the SEC. Uh, maybe they can sort of make themselves a contender 
in the SEC West. Uh, there's a lot of teams to jump through. Oh, yeah. Uh, Auburn, not one of them, by the way. We did get into Bo Nix era, I think, though. So uh, yeah. I did not put that in our games of the week, but that should probably be our storyline of the week. <laughs> no I, mu I might not have to talk about Bo Nix. I don't know. Uh, does he have eligibility? Transfer portal? <laughs> oh, well, uh, that probably is uh, something. It's Playing for the balls next year? <laughs> that would be uh, fitting. Uh, find another quarterback who <laughs> can't complete passes deep down the field. All right, uh, next up, uh, Boston College had a nice overtime win here, 41-34 yep. over Missouri. Uh, I, I I still don't know what Mizzou is. Uh, I, I might not know all year long. They seem to be able to find ways to do offense, but they also seem to turn the ball over a whole lot, which is sort of why Boston College ended up with a win here. Uh, you know, we, we mentioned Boston College probably would pull back a little bit on that passing game uh, with the quarterback in there and run the ball more. They did that. They ran all over Mizzou. So once again, I, I think Boston College is a pretty solid team, but yeah. uh, I, I think they, Iowa would have been really interested if that quarterback hadn't uh, broken his uh, arm there and, and see what this team is. Cause yeah. I think they really have really good balance on the uh, offensive side of the ball, both running and passing. But with this quarterback in here, they aren't quite as explosive, but they did get this win. Mizzou, I just have no way to gauge what they are. They don't seem to be great defensively. Uh, they seem to have the mistake thing where they can rack up yards, but they also seem to turn the ball over a ton. So what did you make of this one? Yeah, I think the physicality of Boston College is the difference in this game. Just, uh, you know, controlling the line of scrimmage, being able to run the ball well. And uh, it's it's like you said, if they had their quarterback they started the year with, they'd be a little bit more balanced. But uh, still love uh, how uh, I just, you know, they play power football. Yes. And I'm interested to see how they go into the rest of this ACC schedule. Uh, I was a little disappointed. I thought we were going to have a really good overtime, and Mizzou just kind of yeah <laughs> gave it away there. Yeah, I mean, didn't even really have an offensive possession. They were just like, "Oh, here, game over." Yes. And then I did. I you know I didn't know beating Missouri at home week four, unranked Missouri was was worthy of uh, storming the field, but uh, apparently it was. So kind of shocked me there. Uh, well, I guess they'll enjoy their fine over winning a Missouri team. Uh, my mom keeps telling me Missouri is an SEC team, so. I'm like, they're a Big 12 team that got invited to the SEC. So uh, anyway, they got their big win versus the SEC powerhouse. Of uh, but, you know, Boston College undefeated four weeks in. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I just wish they had that quarterback. He might actually have been the best quarterback in the country, considering what we've seen from the other best quarterbacks of the country uh, so far this year. Anyway, uh, I'm going to need you to explain this next one to well, I don't, me. I've, I don't <laughs> think we talked about this in the previous We did show, not. Uh, we're going to have to talk about it today. It was axed off in the uh, games of the week. Uh, <laughs> I will say I want my Colorado money back uh, because I thought Minnesota was a joke. They somehow were not a joke versus Colorado, but we're very much a joke versus, um, yes, Bowling Green, 30-point dog Bowling Green. Uh, Bowling Green, who had one win versus a subdivision team, and even that wasn't as clean as you might think. Uh, goes into Minnesota, wins 14-10. Um, how does this even occur? I'm assuming Minnesota's practice squad players are better than what Bowling Green is trotting out there. Yeah, I think uh, I think Minnesota's due for a coaching change. I think the time is up there. Well, uh, so. much like uh, Matt Campbell, we all love P.J. Fleck, too, and we're trying to give him jobs everywhere in the country. I don't know how much that boat's <laughs> rowing after losing to <laughs> Bowling Green. Uh, I, I didn't watch any of this game. I watched it on a Sunday morning uh, because I knew we would have to talk about it. And honestly, watching it, other than Minnesota's awful quarterback play, uh, I still don't quite understand how Bowling Green won this game. They made a couple plays in the passing game. Their defense was solid. Um, I, I, once again, I don't know how their defense was solid because it's been atrocious all year long. So I don't even know what to make of this and how it was even possible for Minnesota to lose this game, even if their quarterback play was terrible. Yeah, they just came out of sleep. Yeah. Uh, but even then, I that's one of those where you can come out of sleep and you still end up with a win and you just grumble about how awful you were. Uh, I guess they didn't, but uh, PJ Fleck, uh, maybe not quite the uh, great coach. Motivational speeches only go so far. You actually have to uh, win football games out there. Uh, it's not a motivational speech uh, conference. All right. Uh, 
this one was a really entertaining game. Yeah, I went I, back and rewatched this one. I thought it was would be an entertaining game. I very much wanted to take Smoo. Uh, I stupidly look at the history of this and PCU would own them other until last year. Uh, so it talked me out of it. And then Smooth, of course, goes in there and beats DCU 42-34. I think this Smooth team might be a pretty decent team. They actually might be the uh, Conference USA or uh, AAC team that we like, uh, not Houston, but uh, really was impressed with Smooth here. Yeah, I think it's actually more telling for TCU, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I just think the defense that they've come and come to know, you know, had probably you know in the big 12 yes teams not known for defenses historically in the past decade tcu's had the best defense in yes. the big 12 and it just hasn't been here this year we we thought this was going to be a good uh baseline game for them this year yeah. and i just don't think this tcu is is quite there and uh we could see this happen a few more games down yeah there. i i think so you mentioned it their defense did not look as good they still managed to force turnovers but they don't seem to get stopped it's yeah become sort of a central Florida, you know, style defense where they can make the turnovers, but they aren't getting stops. And uh, their offense isn't quite up to like central Florida level where they can score every time down. I was a little bit disappointed with Max Dunger in this game. He still sort of is, he's very sort of hot and cold. There are times when you look at him and think, oh, really good quarterback. And there are times when you're just like, eh. And uh, that seems to be uh, where TCU is. I, I think they probably are in the NC State level where I think they can pull some upsets, uh, but I think they might lose a couple games they probably yeah. shouldn't as well. They'll probably finish around seven, eight wins, I'd yeah, say. I think so. All right, uh, next up, uh, this will be a difficult one to talk about a little bit. Utah State, uh, Utah safety uh, got shot and was killed uh, a party over the weekend after this game. So uh, it's going to be, I, you know, had this game penciled in and it was like, I loved the way Utah played. It looked more like the Utah team. Uh, do you think they can make a, a push now in the uh, Pac-12? Uh, you know, th things sort of change here when you lose your starting safety and when you don't even think so. So I don't know how they're going to bounce back from that. But uh, I, I thought they played pretty well in this uh, Washington State game defensively. And they looked a little bit better on the offensive end, sort of controlling things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... You know, forgive me if I don't remember, I don't remember their names at the moment, but, you know, this guy was wearing the number yeah. of the guy who was shot and killed last year. Yes. Uh, they both came from the same high school. Uh, so it's really a tragic story there. But, uh, you know, I think it's the same, you know, Utah got the win, but it's the same story for them. Quarterback play just hasn't been there this year. Yeah, this guy didn't turn it over, at least. I think that's possibly the key to them getting better. Now we'll see how they, you know, uh, bounce moving forward after you know, it's now two times in two years one of their starting yeah. players has been shot and uh, killed. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, tough one to talk about. I wanted to, I had it marked down, you know, before this all happened to, you know, preview whether Utah might be able to make a push here. Uh, there were no turnovers this game. Defense looks strong, but uh, we'll just see. Uh, it's sort of a wait and see thing. We'll go to Louisville and Florida State. Uh, Louisville. Uh, offense looked awesome at times, looked weird at times. Uh, defense looked shaky at times yeah. and then uh, good at times. So uh, what did you make of Louisville? We don't really have to get in Florida State. They aren't a good football team. Yeah, I think uh, I think the score was closer than it should have been. Uh, yeah. And I think that's partly because Louisville's just their inconsistencies. You know, I, I picked them to win this game, and I felt really good about it early. And I didn't feel so good about it. And then I started feeling good about it again. Uh, like you said, uh, they just – they, they turn it off and on, and, and, and good teams don't do that. So I'm, I'm really concerned about this Louisville team going forward uh, for the rest of their schedule. But they got the win, but this is a really bad Florida State team. They, uh, they lack any kind of winning culture there. They've got good players, but uh, just a lot of mentality issues, I think, and they just don't come out prepared, and, uh, and they lose their composure really quickly. Yeah. Uh, Louisville is an ACC contender. Um too hot and cold because uh, I, I mean there are plays uh, where you watch them play yeah. where it's like I think they have the most talent of some of these ACC teams on there uh, there was a huge play that Cunningham made where he just dropped like a 60-yard pass on the money in there it just seems 
I, I can't quite grasp. So it's like a better version it, of a zoo. I cannot grasp a hold of what they actually I'd, are. I'd feel a lot better about Louisville and the ACC moving forward if they had won this game by 30 points. Yeah. Uh, they, they should have. Now, it was a road game going into Doak Campbell, but they were a much better football team than Florida State. Yes. And they did not put them away. They let Florida State hang around, and it was still, you know, it only ended up being an eight-point game. That's one-score game. Uh, they're much better than one-score than this 0-4 Florida State team, who uh, I'm wondering when they're going to get a win. Yeah, uh, it, it will probably be a while from what I've seen. Uh, next up, uh, I this one was a hard one to watch. Uh, Kentucky came out with the win, continues to own South Carolina, 16-10. Uh, really, I don't know what to say. I don't fancy either of these teams. These very good teams. I thought Kentucky was brutal to watch their quarterback play once again is below par. They did manage to run the ball like they've always seemed to do. Defense seems solid enough. Uh, really hard to gauge that because South Carolina's offense was so poor. Their defense seemed okay, uh, but uh, really just two bad teams. But Kentucky came out the win, and Kentucky's 4-0 right now. So what'd you make of this one? This game went exactly mm -hmm. as I thought it was going to. Um, I, I didn't think Kentucky would put South Carolina away, and I, I, I was hoping South Carolina would get a little bit more points. I would have I would have taken them if had they been getting a touchdown. They were only getting five and a half. Glad I didn't jump on it. It was six points. Uh, but I don't I, for some reason I can't get off the South Carolina team and the fight they have. I, I still they play hard. Like, they just don't have uh, a lot of skill. I, I picked them as probably the 13th best team in the ACC. Uh, their record may reflect that, but I I I like their fight a little bit more than some other. You know, teams. It, it reminds me a little bit of that Arkansas team so. last year, where uh, you know there wasn't a lot of talent on there. They'd at least come to play every week. You know, they didn't quit in this game, uh, but they just aren't very good. So we'll see. You know, first year coach, if he can get some talent in there, maybe he can build a build a culture there. Well, I think that'll be the key. Getting talent into South Carolina, uh, you'll have a Clemson, little Clemson losing. Well, helps. that's what I. You'll have a little window maybe before Clemson uh, retools in there. Uh, speaking of the. Uh, pretty much same game as the one before with a little bit more points, but uh, yeah, Washington and Cal 31, 24 uh, Cal seems to be one of those teams that can always play a close game, but never find a way a win said close game while uh, Washington got the overtime win 31, 24 Washington got out to a hot start. Uh, didn't do much in the second half. Cal worked their way back, had a field goal to win the game at the end, didn't make it. And then, uh, lost in overtime. What'd you make of this? Yeah. Uh, you know, I bet on Washington not finding their offense and for two weeks in a row, they've scored points. Uh, I'm surprised that it happened against a solid defense in Cal. Uh, I thought this game got out of hand a lot quicker than I thought it would. Uh, and Cal just doesn't produce enough offensively to dig out of that kind yeah. of a hole. Uh, especially when they, uh, they had a couple of turnovers on this yeah. one. And uh, if they turn the ball over, they just probably aren't good enough to sort of make their way, even though they did have a field goal to win the game. But uh, anyway, uh, Washington getting a little bit momentum. Uh, yeah. Uh, two wins in a row. Clean conference record. Clean conference record, 1-0 over Cal. So uh, we'll see how they uh, go going forward. It still looks very similar to what we've seen, but the offense at least has put points on the board uh, that week. All right. Uh, lastly, I think the uh, – Kelvin Slovis era, uh, if probably would have come to a close in this game if the uh, quarterback uh, hadn't gotten hurt in midweek because uh, he was once again all over the map uh, in this one and was terrible. Uh, Oregon State goes in there and uh, beats them 45-27 and owns them. Uh, really good win for Oregon State. Though. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to hit their over and uh, maybe a fringe uh, little contender there in the Pac-12 North. Not quite. Uh, one, but Mike could battle in there for that two spot. Well, we'll see. You know, the big week they host Washington coming up, yeah. so that'll be really telling on the big, uh, the uh, Pac-12 standings uh, between those two. Uh, last two teams we just talked about, but USC just has no fight left in them. Yeah, uh, they're toast. Stick a fork in them. They're done, and uh, it could get even uglier. Yeah, I think it would have been interesting if that quarterback who uh, took over in Washington State had been in there because they looked uh, feisty. With him in there, uh, yeah, uh, they don't look feisty with slowness in there. So uh, too many turnovers. Yes, way too many turnovers. So I, I think everybody's draft QBs coming into the season: Rattler, Slovis, uh, DJ. Uh, 
they don't look like NFL quarterbacks, no. uh, let alone college quarterbacks at the moment. Uh, so uh, interesting. Uh, take that what you will for uh, preseason and high school rankings uh, as you look going forward uh, anyway. So uh, those are our games of the week. Let's get into our picks of the week. And you got back on track this week. Yep. Good week for you. You hit that Kent State, Maryland under 68 and a half. Uh, UCLA, Stanford over 58 and a half. I think hit that by half a point. Just (laughs) snuck that one in there. Uh, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. We mentioned the turnovers cost you on that one at plus six. Florida Atlantic Air Force under 52 and a half. Good call there. I don't know why anyone was on the uh, Florida Atlantic bandwagon. I was listening to a podcast and everybody was talking about how Florida Atlantic is going to go in there and throw all over airports. Uh, They did not. (laughs) They were lucky to move the ball at all in that game and Air Force just owned them. Cal plus seven and a half versus Washington. Nice win there. Uh, Cal Washington under 46 and a half overtime yep all right north carolina minus 12 and a half first georgia Worst tech loss of the week. that one uh marked off i think north carolina might be going in your black book as well uh western michigan minus three versus san jose state uh that one sort of played out i think how we both thought it would they and, dominated yeah they dominated the game san jose state looked uh tired and like uh they had just been to hawaii to san jose and then to kalamazoo so uh tough little road trip there for san jose state that would have been one preseason we probably should have stared at a little bit and been like wow they're going to hawaii and then kalamazoo and back-to-back weeks uh that's a little bit difficult of a run there uh louisville minus two and a half versus florida state was a win west virginia plus 17 and a half First Oklahoma was a win. Tough one. To not get your money line there. I thought you had that one. Uh, but West Virginia doesn't like to win football games. They just like to stay in football games. Yep. Michigan State minus five versus Nebraska was a loss. Seven and four on the week. Make you overall 30, 29 and one. So you uh, bounced back and been really good other than that one week three where yep. you we're going to keep, it, we're gonna keep it rolling. I've already locked in a bunch of picks for this upcoming week, so I'm looking forward to our show. Our early pick man. He's the one who's sitting yeah. there refreshing on that Sunday waiting for those lines. I, I like those early up. lines. You know, sometimes it bites me in the butt, but uh, sometimes you can get some really good value on those early lines. All right. Overall, I went six and six on the week. Still can't seem to get over that 500 hump uh, in the week on my bets. I did give you another parlay winner for Teamer. That's 12 to 1. That's always good money to win. I also gave you three upset special uh, money line bets on the week. So uh, not winning in my straight bets, but uh, finding a way to uh, make a little bit of money there uh, in my parlay. So that's four parlay wins on the year and probably about seven upset specials on the year that I've won. But six and six on the week, Mississippi State plus two. Uh, tough loss there. Never fun to lose one by three when you have two. Uh, Toledo minus five was a winner. Uh, Purdue did not look great versus uh, Illinois uh, this week at minus 11. Uh, that was a tough game, but I will say Illinois, uh, not pretty to watch, but uh, scrappy sort of scrappily stays in these games. Uh, Iowa State minus seven was a loss. That's probably my least favorite one because that game I had wrote off in the uh, second quarter. Rutgers plus 20 was a win. Kansas plus 16 was a loss. Uh, you done I, with Kansas? No, I'm never done with Kansas. I, I would have liked them to get my backdoor cover say so we're driving down and just let the game run out. Uh, Kansas State plus five and a half was a loss. Good win on the Western Kentucky plus nine. UAB plus three was a winner. California plus eight was a winner. New Mexico State. I want to thank Hawaii for scoring a touchdown with a minute to go to cover that spread. Uh, that one was a fun one. Uh, it also cost me a parlay, but uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, and oh, Arkansas, Texas A&M under 48 and a half. That one was way under it. <laughs> so uh, six and six on the week, 27, 34 and two overall on the straight bets. Uh, week five coming into it. Yep. I'm, Another good week. Yeah, I think there's a lot of good plays. Like I said, I've already locked a bunch in. So really excited for a good show and a good good college football weekend. So be sure to catch us on Thursday. Like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our shows. We'll be back tomorrow with Achilles Rain to review the NFL games. So, like, subscribe. That's our show. And we're out. Greenlight Network presents Football Time. <laughs>